sit down, take the two and two. Listening, loyal, sweet listener. Uh, wanted to record a little intro for this episode because it's different than any other episode. Instead of like one guest or just me and Robert talking, uh, I reached out to the striking workers of Juiceland, and uh, I got three of their striking organizers to come by. Uh, only two of them really wanted to be on the mic and talk about their experience. Uh, but as a former Juiceland employee, when I saw the striking page, my eyes lit up. I, I knew why the workers there should strike. The conditions can be pretty crappy, and the owner can be pretty shitty. Uh, and so they were down to talk to me mostly because, you know, I was overwhelmingly supportive of their strike. Uh, but yeah, I sit down, Robert and I talked to him, uh, and I loved their story. I loved what they had to say. I feel like, uh, they were honest, right? They, uh, Mm -hmm. they really, really talked about, you know, exactly what's going on with them. You know, they didn't try to like clout chase. They didn't want me to share their fucking shits yeah they just did this because they're like we want people to know what our what our situation is they'll even talk you know they didn't go on there to say their names or their instagram handles they want people to to know what workers are facing and who's standing up for it yeah i mean from their story and your story it's to me the the phrase long time coming is is the most fitting for this situation with juice land and for anyone who isn't from the austin area or just isn't familiar with what you know, this name we keep keep throwing around, Juice Land. Some people might think it's, you know, somewhere you get popsicles or, you know, uh, a public pool. I mean, JT, you worked there, so I, I think you might be better about explaining what Juice Land is. It's a smoothie and juice place that's, like, very, very brand-heavy. Mm-hmm. And the brand-heaviness behind the smoothie and juice place, it goes into, like, metaphysics and spiritual identity a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know namaste for some more juice you know stuff like that they're very very like they understand who their target audience is they lean into it really heavy and then they kind of use that as a as a shield to bounce any criticism off them and so if you're from austin you've probably been to juice land and you've probably seen all the supplements that they offer there uh you know some for erectile dysfunction or or losing weight or you know, more energy or consistent energy throughout the day. And the employees there are kind of expected to be little health nuts and understand each supplement, the way that affects the body, different types of dietary restrictions. It's it's a smoothie and juice place, but people talk to you like you're their freaking doctor when you're in yeah. there. People will come in and talk about, hey, like, hey, what's up, Juice Land employee? I, uh, I have back pain and migraines. What do you recommend? And it's like, I don't know, dude, I make seven twenty-five an hour plus tips. Why would I know what I yeah. should do to fix your head? But it's just a very Austin-specific place. And I'm sure there's smoothie places like this all over that kind of have that cult mentality, have mm-hmm. a cult following. Uh, but after working there, when you kind of see how the vegan sausage is made, it, yeah. it's not as pretty. And that, that's a super common experience for Juice Land workers is to go in, get burned out, uh, and be treated kind of poorly. So uh, strap in. uh Put on, put on your, uh, I don't know, strap in if you're in your car. Uh, make sure you, you got a nice comfy seat if you're sitting down, you know, in your, your lounge or your living room. Maybe you listen to this while you go on a run. Maybe you listen to this while you're working at Juiceland. Maybe, yeah, maybe right now you're blending smoothies uh, at the Loop location or at Bar. Yeah. Or Fro, when that Fro's closed down. <laughs> Shav, that's what they call Cesar Chavez. Yeah. They're little nicknames for all of them. Juiceland, you could be great. 
Yeah, just do better. Just you could be the best. We could all love you. Just 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 do what the workers want. Yeah. Just meet the strikers' demands. Hey, 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 hello. Hi, we're gonna do a push order. Yeah, hey, this is Satchel Rhinestone. I'm sorry, who is this? This is Satchel Rhinestone, the TikToker. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was coming in, I was hoping I could come in and uh, shoot a quick TikTok with you. What do you say? Great. I'm going to put a uh, bath bomb in one of the blenders. I'll clean it out. I got a Vitamix at home. I know exactly how this works. We're going to do a quick dance, and the, then I'll pour the sparkles into a cup. I got 40 million followers on TikTok. It's going to be a good time. What do you say? Um, let me ask my manager real quick, actually. Let's get your manager on the line. I'll, I'll be there in 30 minutes. It'll be so easy. Get your manager on the line. We're going to have a good time. What do you say? Yeah, tell them it's Satchel. They're probably familiar with my work. This is Satchel Rhinestone. All right, thank you. So they said to to, um, call back tomorrow when our general manager is here and talk to them about it. I'm 15 minutes away. I'm here from Los Angeles. I say it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. Let's shoot a quick TikTok. Let's, Let's take the front page. What do you say? Nah, come on. You know, it'll be easy, it'll be fun, everyone has a good time. I, 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 I say the answer is yes, let's do it. I got sanctions. I got full, this is, this is entirely sanctioned. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think I, I'd be able to do it just because they already told me no to just call the general manager tomorrow. Yeah, 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 I hear you. How about we do this? How about we do this? I'll be there in 15 minutes. I got the bath bomb. I'll bring my own blender. We'll make the video right quick. Uh, and we take uh, we take infamy. You know what I mean? This is Satchel Rhinestone from TikTok. Are you familiar with my video? I'm the guy that just turned his teeth into fangs. You know what I'm talking about. I don't know. I, I don't have TikTok to be honest. On Instagram, you can find me on there. I'm the guy with all fangs instead of teeth. The TikTok guy. I say let's just do it. Let's just get back there. Let's blend up a freaking bath bomb. Let's pour it into a cup, and we'll take the front page of TikTok. Let's break. Let's break the internet. What do you say? Um, I would just call back tomorrow, honestly. I hear you, but I'll be there in fifteen minutes. I have the bath bomb. I have the blender, and let's just make the dang thing. We're all laughing. We have a good time. My two Dobermans are gonna come with me, and we're just gonna goof it up. What do you say? All right, I'll see you in a few minutes. We're gonna. I have the bath bomb. I have the blender. Let's 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 do this. Let's make TikTok fame. All right. I'm gonna start out by asking kind of the obvious question, which is like, can you give me a history of how it began? You guys are currently striking. How? What was the the catalyst or the event that? Made you guys fucking drop those fucking shackles and get all pissed at the boss. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I guess just 
just give it a little more introduction. So there's is there still currently five Juice Land locations on strike, or has that number fluctuated as of today? So I still believe there are five shops on strike. Okay. Um, closed down. Closed down, yes. Uh, a few Dallas shops as well as a few Austin shops. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. and this all started about a week ago. Um, Correct. Yeah. Day nine. Day happened. nine of the strike. Yeah, this happened uh, Saturday the 18th. Of well, May. Friday. Well, Friday. Technic- well, technically, for, for the warehouse, it started yeah, Friday. Started okay. Friday. Well, it was actually planned before Friday, but it was kind of a sudden thing that we did on Friday. Right. So, for, for any listeners that aren't following this uh, as close as JT and I have, because we've been following it on social media pretty heavily, uh, JT, you know, he's a former employee. So, you know, we've got some personal beef with this as well. And, but, you know, for our listeners that, you know, that might be out in Colorado or Connecticut. That Shout never... out to the five in Serbia. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. But, um, yeah, just for those who don't know what Juice Land is, um, just kind of paint the picture a little bit. Um, and what what led up to the, the strikes? Um, so I would say it's a buildup of pretty much a pretty toxic environment for the warehouse that's built up more and more... Um, was building up because we kept being short on people. Um, we kept having to like stay longer and work harder for either employees that were getting special treatment. We would complain about them not working as well as us, uh, including years of complaining about the horrible things that they would say, joke around about. Um, and then what happened was I was actually not there the day Mother's Day, but apparently I came in and they were like, we had a 12 hour day and we don't do 12 hour days that are not like, it would have to be insane. Like it would have to be like ACL, something crazy. And this was like, it wasn't too crazy. I think it was like a kind of a high order, but we were already short staffed. Someone injured themselves, had to go home, had to go to the hospital. Um, and then they, the managers usually aren't there on the weekend or Sunday. And so they tried calling both of them and neither one of them answered or ever got back to them. So I know they left I think someone left a text message and someone else left a note like, we need to talk to you. And I came in and they kind of told me about what, how bad it was, how like, and before this, like also myself, I've had to go in there and work like three different positions. And I've hurt my back a, a couple of times. Someone else is, has a bad knee. Someone else uh, messes up their, messed up their arm. I think they're doing, they were doing physical therapy for a while. Um, and are, are these work-related injuries? Um, the knee one isn't work related, but also there was no, like, they would never really help him kind of put him in a position that might improve it somewhat. Uh It actually work him even harder. And I believe that because they, they, in my opinion, they're exploiting him because he's an immigrant. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because this man will work hard. Like he worked, he's the hardest working person there. And he's literally like, I have to see a specialist next week for my knee. And they're like, okay, cool. Well, can you like... (laughs) Can you go do all this prep work? Which, for people who don't know, like the prep work isn't like, oh, we're just washing a few things like something in the shop. We're doing pallets of apples, like pallets and pallets of like. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, you do. Gallons. So you supply juice land for the people in Sacramento that listen to this or mm-hmm. back in Saudi Arabia. Uh, it's a smoothie place and a juice shop, and you guys press juices and smoothies mm-hmm. here. And so the factory place, you guys make food, you guys make all the giant, the warehouse, the production. The, yeah. All the juices, you so, press them. How many gallons are you doing on um, a daily basis? Well, first, it's like a there's a kitchen warehouse or kitchen mm-hmm. uh, facility, and then we're the juicing facility. Um, right now, we started going up in numbers. It was over 200, 
250, probably like 280 on the weekends, maybe more of both apple juice and pineapple juice. 100 gallons at least of like orange juice. Total is around 500. Total more, probably close, yeah, probably closer, closer to, total like 600 to 700 gallons a day because that includes like the smaller things that go into the bottled drinks okay yeah okay so complaining about injuries complaining about the environment this builds you guys have a weekend where Mm -hmm. you're doing uh significantly more than the amount that you're supposed to short-staffed managers aren't answering you get a note what happens uh well uh they left a note for them i came in they kind of spoke like told told me about their uh frustration Mm -hmm. like the next day they decided that they, we, we pulled up the manager, like we talked to the managers, and we're like, this is what's happening. We need more money if we're going to be doing this. Um, kind of told them the environment we're working on, it's not fair. Um, and so they were like, okay, well, we're going to talk to them. And then some, some other things happened through the week until Friday, which was when HR came with them to speak to us, which also like through the week, someone who got an injury was getting like, they found a whole position for them, which they haven't done for anyone else who was getting an injury. And, and they're also a horrible person, but yeah. But this person you're saying got special treatment because they're like buddy buddy with the boss, or because they're white. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah. the white person, when they complained about their injury, they were given reasonable accommodation. Yeah, we had someone who uh, was a brown woman, and she got in a wreck, and she they did weren't even trying to like help her get any time off. It was off site, so you can't. I mean, obviously they can't, but her arm was swollen while she was working. She was injured and she was like upset through the whole Friday meeting because they just wouldn't even apologize, wouldn't do anything. They just didn't care. Wow. That's like fucking Ford factory shit. That's crazy. Yeah, Three people walked out through while in the middle of our Friday meeting. When y'all were bringing the complaints to your management. Yeah. And they walked out because they didn't get hurt? They were getting frustrated because they were talking in circles. Yeah. They weren't doing anything. And then uh, at some point I... Was getting frustrated with what they were, so they started saying, like, on top of that, you have a racist person who's worked here. Because I had recently found out that there was a video proving the racism that I had, some of the racism that I had been talking about, which also further proves that they were hiding racism. And they knew about it because I asked about it, and they described the, our, ma- our manager described the video to me. I didn't even have to describe it to them, they described it to me. Can I ask what the video was? Hey, the video involves, so about a, over a year and a half ago, a black employee was fired. Um, before that, they had gotten a verbal altercation with somebody, and um, someone who had they been they had been complaining, making remarks to them constantly. Um, I I found out the video happened the morning of that incident. He walked into the break room and he was watching the. This is a white employee. The white employee was watching a video with like some problematic YouTuber at the time who was using the N word, like full on N word, not like either way is bad, but like full on. And he told him like I don't want you don't watch that, don't watch that in front of me, something like that. And then he was like. It's fine. How, it's fine if you say if you. It's fine to say then the N word. He said, and so then that upset him. And then on top of that, he was already like just doing weird, like making weird comments to him. And he told he told our manager about that incident, and they were, they were said that they reported it HR. He told me HR never even talked to him about it. The other guy was promoted to a manager, and the he guy w- who had called the black guy an N word mm-hmm. was promoted to manager yeah. after he had already told HR. Yeah. That that guy. Like he said, oh, it's okay for me to say the N-word. And uh-huh. then he said the N-word. Yeah, so he got promoted later on. Not that, actually not that longer after that. And then within, I forgot how long it was, but they ended up firing him for uh, being late within a certain amount of time, a few times being late. But we had, I, at the time I told them, I was like, we have white employees who are late every single day. That like was 20 like the thing about Juice Land. Is people would show up fucking 30 minutes late yeah. all, the, all time. the time. All the time. All the time. And they like to save on labor. So they do that whole like, hey, don't do that. But 
you know, fuck, I exactly. just saved eight and bucks or whatever. The, yeah. Even the, yeah. the point system itself, like the late point system, it's easily abused. Super. Yeah. I was late all the time. I never got a point. I, am I got late fired off. for calling a customer Playboy. It wasn't, yeah. it, there was no like being late or anything. It was like, that was it. Yeah. I, I, I told them, I'm like, I'm late. I'm just as loud as him. Y'all don't complain about me. I mean, I'm just as vocal about things. You don't complain about me, but for some reason, you con- he const- there's constantly a problem with him. Mm-hmm. And I don't, no, I don't trust this manager either because she's also pointed out that she's Canadian, so she's never, and this is a white manager, who's pointed out she's Canadian, so in Canada, they don't have racism like they do here. And after I pointed out that Canada is horrible towards Native American and First Nations people who are there, She's like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. I mean, even like, <laughs> like that's because they're in the terror. They push them all the way out to it's those hard. territories. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, that was kind of out of sight. She's like, I don't actually see that in Canada. Yeah, and yeah. then like literally two days before we had all walked out, she was like, hey guys, come on over here. We're gonna have a little powwow. And I turned around and I was like, that's racist. And then she was, like, they always laugh. They're like, oh, you're so you're so ridiculous. They laugh off every time every time I say that. Until another employee stepped in and was like, no, that's racist. That's why would you even say that's weird? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. She wouldn't know that because yeah. there's no, no racism in Canada, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, especially Canada to the indigenous. Yeah. You have actual indigenous powwows. people don't exist are invisible there because we push them away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like their whole thing is being Canadian. Yeah, they're very good at like their president. Oh, Trudeau, I hate him so much. He's like an oil boy, but he's like handsome and sweet. Yeah. So yeah. people just eat. he's like their bush. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's horrible because yeah. he's so average looking. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, he doesn't look that great. He's just not as ugly as the other ones. Yeah, you're, you're not so yeah. sold on that yeah. Trudeau charm. Yeah, <laughs> you're no, not easily it's like, fooled, yeah. He's horrible. He's a yeah. horrible... I'm like, you're the Trump of Canada. Oh, yeah. You just are not very handsome, but you're, I guess you are. Mm. Okay, so the meeting where three people walk out. Three people just leave. They quit like, right there. What the, was the manager's response to that? The, so this is the frustrating part. The managers actually told us that they would they were coming to speak to us. HR was going to be there, be present, to kind of I think help mediate. That's what mm-hmm. we were on, under the intentions. Like that's what we thought. Um, they didn't say anything. The HR person said everything. They sat there and didn't do anything. They they they, they fake cried. They cried, I'm like, oh, i just really here for you. And I was like, but if you were Wait, here for HR us. HR cried? No, no, no. Oh, HR actually did cry, but then the other women cried too. The other managers cried also, um, basically saying how much. Those good crocodile tears. Oh, they cry all the time. They oh, do yes. it. when it, it's, a, it's a tactic that, yeah. that they do. They cry. They cried in the meeting that we had between the reps and, um, yes. and the, the quote-unquote the leadership um, team, the higher-ups. The entire um, executive team. The executive team, like a couple of them, had like we're about to cry, and I don't. They don't know that crying just angers me because I hate it. It annoys me so much. Yeah. Oh shit! Y'all got me talking. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so three people walk out. There's some executives that cry. That's wild to me. That's a pretty outright tactic, there, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a a classic sneaky girlfriend tactic. Yeah. Yeah. Person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. It's a sneak, sneaky I, person. I could do it to somebody. Oh, and it was like, we, we really care about you. I, and this is the thing. On top of that, what would also happen throughout this time is that we were low on people and they increased our the amount of prep we had to do, like mm-hmm. a lot to a point, like because they were compensating, trying to help. They're saying that they're trying to help people out there, but they weren't. Okay. Um, so the three people walk out and it's. To me, like I've I've worked in some pretty corporate places and some pretty local places as well, and like all the different moves they're doing and saying like management's going to come talk to you, but it's really HR's talking mm-hmm. to you. Like I've seen that before. I've had it done to me. Um, 
and it's it it's just you know Juice Land hit that threshold of probably years ago where it's just no we're gonna you know we've got these barriers up now um, and we just we just don't talk like normal human beings anymore. Um, so after the whole meeting ends though, or like what, what happens after the meeting or at the end so, of the meeting? So at the end of the meeting, um, it, we, so we were like, so really we, we were asking for our raise. We we're asking for a liberal wage. We we're asking for the, mm-hmm. what we're worth for the amount of labor we do and basically what they put us through. Um, on top of that, I asked them. Mm-hmm. I was like, what are you going to do about this person whenever I find out that there's a video evidence of it and I sat in a meeting with you and you lied about it and you pretend like you didn't know anything. You denied every racial bias that I brought up and I tried to work with y'all. What are you going to do about this guy? Because he's because I explained everything and then I pointed to the other guy who was harassing me because and I said this in front of everybody. After I had spoke to them about being racially biased, I had reported someone else for harassing me and they sat me in an office without HR, without anyone around and blatantly told me, well, we, we saw the video of the verbal altercation and you exaggerated it. So why do we have, we ha- so what reason do we have to believe you about this? And then they asked me, um, well, next, just wait till something happens again and see what time it is so we can look it up on the camera. Um, and so I pointed that all in that. So I was like, what are you going to do about these people? We need a, ra- and then we pointed out the raise and then we, there was nothing, they, they were talking in circles. Nothing was solved. Right. We went and took a smoke break. We all sat out there and we were like, are we, are we doing this? Cool, we're going to do this. Let's walk out. We're going on strike. Okay. So we did. So, so they the way... They requested the Bay raise. Mm-hmm. Oh. But then, and they said in the meeting, yeah. and they said in the meeting <laughs> that they did not have yeah. the money for the pay raise. They mm-hmm. said point blank, Juice Land's really hurting right now. We do not. This is what I've heard. I was not in that meeting. Okay. We do not have the money for this. Sorry, y'all. Have a juice. Not on us because they took away our free juice too two years ago, which is insane because we just dump it down the drain. So why can't oh. we drink it? Yeah. Uh, sorry. To say something about that really quick. I know how Juice Land likes to spin things because I've worked for a company like them before. Because so in case they do try to spin it and say that they give us two, free ten dollars a day uh, at the empl- at the warehouse, we have to go get that ourselves. It wasn't in, like well, since I've worked there, we get it ourselves if we have time during a lunch break. It wasn't until the employees would start like gathering up names and making mm-hmm. it like a system. So like someone goes to do it, that they start doing that themselves. That they actually started to go get our our juices or like our food for the day because i know they'll they'll they might hear this and be like oh well we actually get it for them no we started that our employees ourselves yeah. they didn't start yeah. that when you say get it for them you mean that you weren't allowed to take juice or food from the production line yeah we don't but get it they would bring it to you from the store yes. after you had already organized someone to do that so they could take credit yeah, we, for I, bringing I, y'all lunches they haven't shit. said that but i know that if they hear this, they might try to pretend like that's what they, like, they did it at their own love and heart. But it's not. We started doing it. We organized it. And then the managers kind of they implemented a system that was the exact same thing. Um, and I just don't want them to try to twist it and be like, we're such a great right. company. Because that's yeah. what they do. That's what all these companies do. They I was twist there for words. two years. And all their hippie bullshit is just a way to, to dance lies. around the real words. It's yeah. lies. And it's like your hippie bullshit is like, OK, there's a few people that run this and are rich. Yeah. And then the rest of people working for eight dollars an hour. Where's your hippie bullshit now about love and positivity? Yep. I saw some of the complaints that y'all had posted on the Instagram. I know we haven't really talked about this in the podcast about the Instagram yet, 
But uh, so you all, you go on strike. But I saw some of the complaints, and they it's like a consistent thing there that they do. Yeah. Where when you bring any type of real issue to them, they bring it back to this real metaphysical, like, oh well, what about your meditation? It's like I'm not talking about my paycheck, bro. Not my medication. Yeah. Like fuck your meditation. What about dude. wait? It's wild. Uh, what about the massage gun when you were working there? Oh, yeah, the <gasps> massage gun. Oh, they had that. For, oh, actually, they have a massage gun, but we always have to get it from upstairs. We can't have it ourselves. HQ. We had one to share between stores, HQ. and it was for, like, people complain so much that I think it was straight up the owner, Matt, was like, oh, well, I got you all a massage gun to share. And it's like, talk about fucking food scraps, dude. You, yeah. you bought a fancy. That's probably your used one, Playboy. Like, yeah. It probably on. was. Probably was. So y'all decide to go on strike. How do you tell the management? Uh, we all decided to walk it back in together, and we were just like, we're, all, we're going on strike. What'd they say? Uh, they like to pretend to look doughy-eyed. They're like, okay, uh, we understand. We respect you know, the usual. We hear and see you, and yeah. we respect your decision. And then uh, we just walked out and went to a bar and started calling people. Nice. And Sorry. By- oh, there's you slanders. And yeah. then two hours later... Oh, oh! So like we were sitting there, we weren't responding. We didn't respond to them. Two hours later, mm-hmm. they texted us and offered us fifteen dollars an hour. So they found the money. So, so they magically found the, num- yeah. the money. We didn't respond. Okay. Uh, I think I don't think it was two hours later. I think it was an hour and a half. And yeah, then I think sure. maybe an hour and a half, two hours later after that, they messaged us and said that they were going to give us seventeen dollars an hour. And then we found out that anyone who stayed is getting seventeen dollars an hour plus a two hundred bonus, two hundred dollar bonus. I believe. To okay. try to incentivize people not to strike yes. and quit. Yeah. And okay. to this day, by the way, that racist employee is still working there. And him and his fiance. They both are, got bonuses. Both, they're both managers. And I'm sure they got bonuses. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they both have a, they used to have a black bunny that they had in their closet that they called Daquan and would laugh about it. Like Whoa. Hang on. Rabbit. They had a black bunny mm-hmm. that they called Daquan as like a black joke about the bunny. Yeah. Man. And I brought the, and they know about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Daquan, if you're out Management there. Management knows about this. Everybody knows about it. Yeah. They also know that he has told me personally that every time he sees a mass shooting, he thinks that they could do better uh, because he's a disgusting human being. And he's, he's like a racist. He's incel type racist. He's uh, not incel, like a Incel all the way. Racist. Oh, my God. I assume racist, and I think like the casual racist, like the... Like the Costco dad racist. Yeah. That's yeah. the type of racist yeah. I Southern imagine. Dads. So you he's don't like, notice that until it's... You know what yeah. I mean? And right he's, there. He's, he specifically told that black employee before that he, every time he cuts pineapples, like these are the kind of jokes he makes that are so funny, but really they're not. They're disgusting and creepy. That he likes to think of slitting people's throat. And, and then he said, and I like to think of cutting your hair. When and he's cutting the tops, when he's cutting the tops of the pineapple. He also told some, that's like a lot. And you guys have been consistent about trying to bring that to management. Yeah. Because you know right now management. Because, okay, the... They have already released like many statements, right? And I yeah. watched a lot of middle management Instagram stories where it's like even middle management wants to yeah. fucking bang on the system for juice land. It's yeah. insane. It's, it's insane the type of Kool-Aid that people that make $15 an hour will drink. And they are making themselves look even worse. Because I've seen some of those videos and it's interesting that they consistently bring up, well, you've already gotten your wage. What do you want? You, ha- you have all this stuff, but they never bring up the sexual harassment and they never, the alleged sexual harassment, and they yeah. never bring up the racism ever. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, one of, these, one of these people has a Black Lives Matter in their, in their uh, bio. And I'm just like, this is all performative. You don't care. And then they all have the same method too. They talk crap. They pretend it's all about the money, and then they post things about like Gaza, Black Lives, to make themselves look like look better people. They yeah. all, and I told them in the HQ meeting, I was like, these people are making you look horrible because they're make, because they're showing exactly the kind of people that you are. Yeah. yeah, I saw one of the videos. One of the middle managers there says that the strikers 
are entitled and they should look into what's going on in Gaza right now. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I yeah. screenshot yeah. that video on my phone. It was yeah. something where I was that's, like, that's what, a pretty, what And she's what a racist. Delusion. She's anti-black yeah. because she likes to be performative. And I can tell her, I hope she hears this and hears that. She's, she's a, a racist. And this is from a brown person. You're a racist and you're a horrible person. And you're disgusting and you're stupid. And you have a Black Lives Matter in your bio. And then you want to talk about Gaza. You're disgusting and you're weird and you're creepy. And please never speak to black children ever. And I hope you're never around any black people if you hear this yeah i mean that well Y'all got me mad now <laughs> when i well, <laughs> see what happens <laughs> bringing bringing it i mean you know if, if you I'll need to go off you. <laughs> if you need, <laughs> like i hope you never speak to black i will never speak to black you people. i will never i'm so speak sorry to i'm like looking child. at you i'm like you never speak yeah. to black <laughs> honestly you made me go yes sir i mean I jt I does, no jt dresses like a proud boy i know i have the beard i have the most republican vibes i don't mean to uh, the last guest we had on was like, man, you look like you just stormed the Capitol. Yeah. <laughs> I got the big dumb truck outside. Yeah. I can't help it. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but I, I saw those stories too. And I, I think it's laughable that Juiceland, whenever they do like a public response about what's going on with the strikes, it's always an Instagram story, mm-hmm. not a post. That's what we, we talked so about that before. It's and very... They, they okay, so you call people, other people are down. Do shops start shutting down the next day? Yeah, yeah. Shops, shops literally started shutting down the next day. That makes we my all, face hot. I'm so excited. Yeah, about we all that. got we all got a call on Friday, and I I answered the phone one of the phones, and they were like, "Hey, we're going on strike," and I was like, "Fuck yeah! What do you need me to do? Like, how do I get involved in this?" And um, I actually helped facilitate a couple closures, and uh, yeah, about I want to say it was eight shops who closed. I think it was eight shops. Closed on Saturday, uh, closed early, and mm-hmm. then uh, we kept the consistent of five consistently closed throughout the week, So, um, which was really awesome. And I was just glad that they were called us because I'm so glad to stand in solidarity with this because this is perfect. This is like I've heard about these things going on for so many years at the warehouse. Like Everyone has the Juice Land stories. Exactly. Is yeah. the yeah. warehouse still behind the Cesar Chavez location? That is the uh, no, that's the oh, kitchen. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's where they produce the food. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been there for my training. Yeah. I went to the little room with Lemon and learned about gratitude and watched yeah. videos of Chris Castles. That, yeah. <laughs> she built a new fence that looks like a border wall there. Yep. No way. And, and the guy, They're going full fascist. <laughs> they really are, yeah. And the guy who built the fence had a bunch of immigrants building the fence, and he had one of those trucks with the flags with like the support the military, the police, everything on them. And I'm just like, this is just comical at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was hilarious. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about, so like this is something that obviously we refer to as rumors, right? Yeah. But I think anyone that's been to Juiceland for a while hears rumors of just yeah. creepy shit that the owner and the yeah. owner's brother, is that is it his brother that lives behind Cesar Chavez? Yeah, I, I believe so. That fool yes. used to come in, as I like worked, a, no, I never even worked a shift there. But I remember standing outside and him sticking mm-hmm. half of his body inside the little window trying to talk to some chick. And bringing it up later and everyone being like, yeah, dude, that guy always comes by and ask fucking the 17, 19 year old chicks that work here to come over and fucking smoke weed with them. And I was like, who's that? And they're like, oh, that's whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. God, and everyone has stories like that. So tell me a little bit about, because you guys had some people send in their fucking experiences at Juiceland that yeah. have been rough and tumble. They're not fun experiences, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like. A lot of the shop instances have to do with the alleged sexual harassment, and and a lot of it has to do with 
coming from customers or even employees towards other employees. And when these people bring up these issues towards management, management almost kind of like jokes about it. They're like, oh, well, maybe you're making that person uncomfortable or, oh, well, maybe they're not actually, they don't mean that or whatever, you know? And I've had employees tell me like, hey, I see this person coming in. I'm going to go hide real quick. Can you deal with this? And it's just like the lack of ability for us to refuse the service to those people because Juiceland wants to keep their customer base. They really do. And there's just a lot of them. And it happens almost on a day-to-day basis, I want to believe, because it's like, you know, like all these 20-year-old girls that would do work there, you know? Younger than 20 sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. And it's like... And it's just, it's not okay in my opinion. And I just don't think it's, it's, they need to take accountability for that and own up and be like, okay, we're seeing this a lot at a lot of these shops and we need to actually like, hey, like maybe we shouldn't serve this person or hey, should do something a little different about it. And, but when you have seen people complain about that, has there ever been a case where like that you guys have heard from people hitting you up where they're like, I dealt with this and management immediately believed me handled it took care of it and now i'm in a better working environment or do you see this as a consistent pattern across all fucking what is it like 25 shops 30 shops in austin 30 yeah plus. 30 plus in yeah. austin right. well all in austin all together 30 plus yeah wow. i think 27 in austin. um no i haven't heard of any of that i haven't heard of any issues being resolved like that like mm-hmm. there's there's Other never been favoritism situations yeah yeah i yeah you have I, i've heard from one someone who used to work at the shops, this is a while back, I heard of an instance where one girl was transferred for reporting harassment, um, but I don't know their personal story, and then um, another one getting fired. For reporting harassment? Uh, eventually getting fired, like retaliation, basically. Mm-hmm. That's what, they've, that's what I, the story I was told. I don't know the full details. I know that from personally when a guy was, the, someone quit at the warehouse, um, they had told me when they quit, they quit because one of another male employee um, he was making him uncomfortable. He would like go up to like the boys, and I say boys because it's all the younger men that he would go up to, and like push them together and be like, "Now you're married." Or he would go up to some people and hug them from behind, and be super creepy. Or he was tell just like, them to kiss. "Oh yeah," and tell them to kiss and like be creepy. And he would always invite the guys to like go the, the, to go swimming at him at night. I hope he sees this too because I saw a picture of him at uh, Black Lives Matter, and I thought that was the hilarious. He was, he was super weird. He would like put on black music when the black people would be around. Um, and I reported him for, I reported it, I told HR about it anonymously, but I don't care anymore, um, that one of the employees, one of the guys quit because he made him uncomfortable. And uh, I think the most they did was just to tell him to watch the way he spoke. Um, and he, he ended up actually only getting fired. He didn't even get fired, actually. He got, he was allowed to either, he would get fired or he could quit on his own because he was looking at some confidential stuff that someone left open on the computer that they found on camera him doing so he never actually got fired for that but he got fired for going into an area he wasn't supposed to uh, someone left something logged in on the computer and he was looking through it it was confidential for only for people certain like management levels um and he didn't get fired he got the choice whether he they would let either let him go or he can quit on his own and he ended up quitting on his own okay 
and he's a horrible person. I hope he sees this. You know who you are. And there's restore. Here's- there's tons of stories where like people will get fired, but because they're buddy buddy with upper management, they get rehired at another shop. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's not even fired. It's transferred. It's essentially yeah. transferred, and they'll be fired for shit like I didn't show up for work. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Shit, when I had no called, no showed when I worked at Juice Land, and I <laughs> I, I got to keep working there, man. Yeah. It's interesting yeah. too. It's yeah. really hard to get fired as a white person it in is. the warehouse. I've yeah. did some stuff. I'm yeah. <laughs> like I was a bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's, her- it's a horrible way. I was, yeah. So uh, you have fucking over 30, or I'm sorry, nine or eight and then five shops shut down. Uh, you start meeting with HR. So there's an Instagram that goes live. I'm following the Instagram, right? That's yeah. how I first heard about it. An Instagram goes live and it's talking yeah. about fucking, hey, this is the workers of Juice Land. We're on strike. I fucking shit my pants. I was so excited. Yeah. I was so every, anyone that's worked at Juice Land was probably like, get them. Yeah, right. Get Absolutely. Yeah, that, yeah. That's like the general response from even people that went on to get like bougier jobs. They're all like, oh yeah, Juice Land is a, is a special because the people have the money there, man. It happens yeah. so quick. We know that so they fast. have the money to pay us right. Yeah. I say yeah. us like I still work there. I don't work there. <laughs> yeah, right. To pay y'all right, they do. They do. They and instead do. of being like, no, we want to make more money, they will always say, yeah, we work on really, really thin margins here. They, yeah. They yeah. That in the first fucking. They get their they get their yeah. little shirts from the third world that they can resell for twenty five bucks. You know what I mean? Try it's working like, in live entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go to yeah. for fifty dollars made in China. Yeah. Exactly. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. A sports bar, fifty dollars made in China. Fucking, they got they got fucking money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so the Instagram goes live. Um, you're starting to kind of just roll out developments as it goes, um, letting people know what what the cause is, and you know, also posting all the you know. I think the first post it's like what production's wanting out of the strike and what the shops wanting out of the strike. Um, and then you meet with management. Was that on? Was that last week Sunday or was that La- last Monday? Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah, this week still. So basically. you publish yeah. your demands. I imagine you all sent demands through email or some line of communication. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. then you meet up in person. Yeah. Can we talk about what happened at the meeting? Uh, so we meet up in person. We actually brought a copy of the demands with us. Um, mm-hmm. It was uh, it was six hours long. Clearly, again, like they know what they're doing. It was six hours long. It was exhausting. They talked in circles. They didn't bring us food or anything, which I don't really care. Like I knew, I didn't. But they typical like juice line meetings. Where, like they bring you food. They set up everything, um, and it was just talking in circles about everything. Um, it ended up kind of on a good note. Uh, I thought I was hopeful. I think we were all very hopeful. It, it started off a good note, and we had agreed to um, uh, that they would send us um, the post before, because like, I'm before right before we were almost done. I was like, hold up. I know how companies are. You're manipulative, and I don't trust you. And I want—I think we should all work on this with you. Um, and they agreed to that. But they, did they make it seem like they'd meet your demands? It—it um, it seemed like like what would happen is that they would work with us to move towards like like meet. They were able to meet a certain amount of demands and then move forward, meet, move to like towards that with with us with plans to meet the rest of the demands or yes. come to a compromise right. yeah. that both yeah. parties and felt the, like appropriate. Yeah, and that's why we wanted to work on that work on the statement together. We were actually going to release a dual statement. Um, and with our own like kind of caption with it, just to kind of let everyone know. And we worked on it together. It was like we worked on every. We, we made sure the wording was correct. We made sure, and at the end, we even like one the one simple th- thing that we asked for. We told them, and they agreed to, is that we want them to acknowledge that this began with black and brown employees of Juiceland, and they agreed to it. And then we were all like ready to like super happy. We go, we're going to go back to work the next day, and they responded with an email and 
said nothing that we agreed to and completely erased the black and brown employees from this until till even to this day they have never put us in an email ever they are erasing us and they are it's disgusting it's like it was honestly it's like probably it was like i haven't it was so d- deeply depressing and saddening to be like not this doesn't matter to you at well, all let me ask why do you think that as if they really were in a place to be like we're gonna fucking work with your demands here why do you think erasing the fact that it was black and brown people that organized it is so important to Juiceland? Why do you think that that's because the line they want to cross? I think it's public image. It is yeah, public it's image. Public image. If, yeah. and it, if they're it, able to sell this as like a bunch of Zoomer white kids that have rich parents, yeah. then the public will be like, no. But if you're like, no, we're working class brown and black people, and we've worked here, and then it's more difficult for Juiceland to, to you know, make you guys look bad, right? Yeah, I think so. And it's, it honestly would have made them look better. It would have made them look so much better because they, it would have kind of um, brought that they really were trying to move towards something. I actually brought up a, a, a racist chart. It had to be anti-racist. It was a chart sent to us, all mm-hmm. of Juiceland employees in yeah. June of last year. And I brought it up and I told them we are in the fear zone, which is the first stage. How do, I want to know how what we're going to do to to go towards the learning stage. Like I want you to prove it to us. Not just their language, literally their HR uh, their tool. actual graph. The and actual HR tool to teach their employees how not yeah. to be racist. You're yeah. using it I on showed them. it to them. There, I brought up the email itself. I even read off, off of it. And I wanted to be like, I want this language to be specific. I want to know that this is what we're moving towards. And I, I, le- I think we all left thinking that this was really going to help. And I even brought up, like, the, not only does that anti-racist um, chart fall, like, help with racism, it's really encompassing with a few things in there, uh, including the alleged sexual harassment. Like, how are we working towards this? Everything was good, and they sent us back an email with a statement. I forgot the exact wording of the email, but basically they were saying, um, but they weren't asking us to approve it. They were saying that this is going to get sent through. Uh, they, re- they took away everything, and they didn't even acknowledge our existence in, in it whatsoever. Uh, they still haven't. They won't. At this part point, it's too late to try to fix that, so they can try. But there's a reason also they haven't made public posts, I think. So you, I mean, we don't think. We know they played mm. lip service for six hours yeah. and mm-hmm. then sent you yeah. an email that was the opposite of what they said. So they have no intention of working with strikers yet. If we're, no. if they're from an objective standpoint. And I, w- right? I, w- I want to point out that there was a lot of things uh, posted on our stuff. We've, we've responded to they're either um, trying to last make last minute. Uh, meetings with us, everything's been fine. Um, I think for the most part, people see those responses as being from the shops. It wasn't until we made a post from the production crew, the people of color, the black and brown people, made a post that they sent us back an email saying something about uh, how we, clearly there's nothing, and the post isn't even that bad. It even says like, we're, we're, bright, we're ready, to, I think it says something about we're ready to uh, work with Juiceland moving forward. and. The way the wording was to me, it seems like as soon as you know there's a post from brown and black people, you take it as aggressive and that we're not willing to work with you, even in the post that says we are, and you cancel the meeting because you don't, it's like, so when it's, when brown and black people speak up for themselves, it's aggressive and clearly there's, there's an agenda, an agenda to heal through, through this process and actually fix something. That's the agenda. There's always an agenda. Mm-hmm. That's the agenda and you don't care. You don't want to listen. Well, and, I'm sorry. No, and then also in that email, they were saying that we were going to address the racism or something, and they st- they didn't even mention sexual harassment. Again, not only are they trying to erase black and brown people, they're trying to silence women. Yeah, 100%. I mean, a naysayer would say, you're throwing all this mud, and you're trying to hit them where it hurts. You just want to make them look bad and make them lose money. What is your goal when you started this out to say, fuck Juiceland? Or was the goal to say, like, let's keep our jobs and make them livable and workable? 
and not have, you know, them making an immigrant work out on a burnt knee or a, a, a fucking mom that got into a car crash carry juice? Was your goal to say, let's get juice land shut down? Or is your goal to make it a, like a good workplace? The goal was always to make it a better workplace. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. We wanted that money for people. Even even when we were going the very first the Friday, that meeting, before we left, um, we had said like, okay, we, even if we have to wait for you to speak to somebody else about the, the wages, are you willing to give the people who still make twelve fifty an hour a raise to 15 in the meantime? They said no. Like, we were always willing to work with them. We've been willing to work with them. It's until they actively are trying to keep trying to erase us and silence these women, and it's disgusting. We always wanted to work with them. We, and they actually asked us why we wanted to do this individually. Um, and for me personally, I mean, we all kind of said, like, this is a you do bring these people together. It, you just don't actually represent what you're um, selling, pretty much. And um, for me, I, I said, you know, wherever I go, particularly in Austin, I'm going to deal with this. The people of color here are going to deal with this constantly. Um, it, this just happens to be, the, the, this, and this job for me was the most diverse job. It just happens to be in the basement of Juiceland, um, but it is the most diverse job. I want people to be treated better from, like, either, even if I don't go back or if they don't let me come back, because I plan on going back, that I want it for better for the people who still work there and who are going to work there after, because think, it's disgusting. S- sorry to jump in, but mm-hmm. I, I do think that does say a lot about uh, like what JT touched on, you know, is this just to burn it to the ground and let ju- you know juice land, let the you know let let the um, streets run. What color is their juice mostly? Like pink and green. Like pink and green usually comes yeah. up brown. Let, the, street- brown. <laughs> brown. let yeah. the streets run pink and green with their juices, but you know, like you know, you flat out said no. Like we want to make this a better place to work. Yeah. And even what you just said, like you want to go back to work there, and you don't. You're like, if they'll let me, which, you know, we, we've heard through time and time again where, you know, a strike goes successful and everything, you know, it gets resolved, but it's still like, okay, but yeah, like we don't want the organizers coming back. We're going to pick them out one by one and fire them and over a six month yeah. period with fake justified reasons. So they can't say they fired me for strike. Which is why we wanted to negotiate or bargain for the, uh, and they were, they seemed willing to do it for the, uh, like taking out the um, point system for lateness or attendance because right. I, we told them in there, we think that after this is over that you're going to use that against us um, in order to um, fire us off. Like while we come back, we were like, if we come back tomorrow, we want something so like some kind of something there where you can't retaliate against us and slowly fire us off. So we can't do this again. And uh, I, they said they couldn't do that, but they promised that there was, there would be no retaliation. They promised there'd be no retaliation for striking workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has that been true so far? In my opinion, no. What's been the retaliation for striking workers? Well, one of them, uh, one of them got their ASM position taken away. Really, for striking? Yeah, for striking. Mm. Um, I mean, they are kind of being very vague about the whole thing. Like, they're like, if or if you want to or when you want to come back, let us know. We need a specific date. Blah 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 blah. But everyone's already been taken off the schedule. Type of type of deal. Um, yeah and um we do know that basically they are trying to hire more people right now to weed us out like Mm -hmm. we we know that for a fact and it's kind of just a little annoying you know because it would just be a whole lot easier for them if they took the accountability so we can return to work you know because we do want to go back like that is the whole goal is for a safer better environment for everyone doesn't matter who it is if you want to work there 
do it as long as it's a better safe place for everybody right yeah it like costs more to train people and hire people absolutely yeah it does yeah, that's, it it costs more to train people than to yeah. treat than to simply treat your employees like human exactly. beings. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was that was in the office, like first season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. So Sorry, yeah. Um, yeah. One one thing I wanted to touch on is that uh, Juiceland came out and they're like, we're meeting your demands, you know, on the shop side of a guaranteed fifteen an hour, which I know it's always been starting fifteen an hour. Um, which that's, that's like a classic corporate, you know, kind of yeah. not legalese, but just, it's like, Ooh, like you still got that 15 number in there without actually paying 15 an hour. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so not only is it whack to outsource the livable income to the customers yeah. by saying you have to pay my employees for me. It's also fucked up that they use language. Like I'm going to get you a guaranteed 15. So you're telling me if a customer is tipping us and so I'm earning, you know, enough, if I'm earning $15 an hour after tips, then you're just going to take my money and not pay me anything more. Absolutely. And it's like, so you're actually just supplementing my $15 hour in income with tips still. Yeah. There's no, there's no upgrade there. Yeah. It's yeah. very leeway because there's some shops are slower than others. And so right. exactly. So it's just ridiculous. Another thing I noticed on the, the Instagram account is there seems to be a lot of illegitimate commenters um, mm-hmm. Puppet accounts. It's all the same. Yeah. What's your guys' thoughts on the puppet? Because you, it's like four or five puppet accounts, right? Yeah. yeah the, so they all. Use, yeah. I there's a couple people. For people listening, there's like four juice landers here. Only one mic and two of them are mostly talking. So if you hear the little bit side offs, it's everyone getting all hyped on something we're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Um. No, I, it's good. You can you can be here, man. I this just, is good. I just love telling people that might listen to this later. I'm like, I hope you know I'm talking to you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so there's a guy who has a beard just like you. Uh, <laughs> yep, it's you. You just dyed your beard. I look like a lot of dudes that work at Jesus. Yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> but there's a guy who actually commented, uh, and just so you know, I see all of you and I block all of you so you can never look at my stories. Um, uh, he commented it in one of the posts saying, I forgot what, it was just something stupid. And I remember him specifically because he was one of the kind of people that we would get all the time in the warehouse who would come in and only speak to the white people. Like literally like only greet them, thank them, like uh, uh, like laugh with them and like joke around with them. And I remember him because he would do the same thing and I would literally hand him what he came to pick up and he wouldn't even look at me. And I'm like, you're over here trying to be delusional. You're ridiculous. Like. Like you're over here trying to make it seem like we're not speaking the truth. Like you are one of them. What are you talking about? Like that's what the thing. None of the, like the one of the stories was like, it was like a blonde white girl, and she was like, I've um I've I don't know what this is. I don't know what to how to feel about this. While she re, she was reposting the story of the racist um, story, and she's like, I don't know how to feel about this because every time I've reported anything to HR, it's it's always been dealt with, and they've always helped me. And it's like the fuck do you mean of course they helped you like what the fuck you're how are you even relating these two things together and then they did the classic move like i said earlier where they post some stuff about like racism and they post something about gaza and they're like i care about the world but you don't sorry i like to do that voice yeah <laughs> it's a voice we hear it's a voice that we hear all the time because like mm-hmm. like social justice types issues can be like like kind of wrapped up into a little hashtag or a little slogan and then the slogan loses meaning for people but they're able to rally around it with good feelings instead of any type of action and that's something that Juiceland does and all their fucking employees yeah. do too 
where they're all like not all their employees, all their management. And, like, yeah. uh, did you guys ever have to go to a, a juicer day where like you show up to a little uh, warehouse and color on a piece of paper with everyone that works at Juiceland? Oh, oh you're talking about like leadership development? Day? No, no, no. It was called uh, like vibes or something. Oh, thank God, I've never had to do that. Yeah. No, we don't get invited to those things. Mindful meetup, yeah. maybe. Oh, those yeah. things. One of the most just condescending yeah. thing in the world. You know, we actually proposed that, and um, we were we were like in that meeting. We were like, you know, it, we could do something like a mindful meetup through uh, an employee committee. We instead of a mindful meetup, meetup, we wanted to try to do an employee committee, which would give people a chance to come, and employees would be the with the people would the pe- be the people to hear hear you out. Not anyone in the higher up any higher up position. Employees where it would be a chance to meet up with other employees and speak about anything. That you that is going on that you might need to be like investigated or something like that. Use the coloring book time to have meaningful discussion between yeah. employees. An actual mindful meetup. Yeah. yeah, that'd be great, right? Instead, yeah. it was making coloring book stuff. Yeah, yeah. Or gong baths. Mm-hmm. Wild, <laughs> wild. So now you're in day nine of the strike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the future of the strike look like? So, to be honest, I feel like we're more organized than we've ever been. I feel like the future of the strike is just continuously planning and continuously trying to get the accountability and the demands met and uh, pushing forward for that for everyone. Do you guys want to just go over your demands for for recording's sake? Kind of have a, have a record of it here so we can say these are the demands. Yeah. We can uh, even edit it and put this up top. You know? <laughs> it's a long list, so... So while he goes over the list, I'll tell you some jokes. <laughs> Just kidding, I don't know any jokes. Um, <laughs> but one of the things um, in the, I'm not even sure if it's in the demand, just really is from the request from the meeting that we had with um, headquarters. And the thing that we keep saying is to literally just acknowledge our existence, basically. So stop trying to erase us, stop trying to silence these women, and stop using manipulative language to make people think you're doing something when you're not and it's like it's kind of funny because like the majority of us grew up with all this like grew up in like with with propaganda with like this kind of manipulative language and do you think that we wouldn't recognize it we recognize it if anything honestly this is better like this is improving my resume um having to read through these emails i think we all like our resume is gonna look really good oh yeah and then (laughs) all right so as far as demands go Oh, the comprehensive list from production. Uh, these demands were the $17 hour rate, the voting on managers that are appointed by workers for continual approval for every three months uh, by a two-thirds vote of the workers who anonymously report for managers to keep their positions, at which point they have a 30-day time period to turn it around. Um, workers have access to reviews as well. Um, better working conditions, sanitization, hire outside people to do it, not the workers specifically. Um, those working conditions include AC in the warehouse, get rid of the black mold, insulation and electrical issues fixed, the floor fixed, earplugs and goggles available to all workers, compost area needs to be fixed, better floor drainage, drainage in the public, uh, in the production room, uh, there's the washer and dryer, uh, I mean not washer and dryer, dishwasher area that needs to be fixed, it also needs to be a little bit bigger, um, proper cutting equipment. Uh, insulated jackets to keep keep warm in the production room because it's very very cold in there. Uh, rimless buckets, eight people on shift with two dishwashers, overtime pay with one and a half times pay after that point for over forty hours because before it was for over eighty hours. 
You only got overtime after 80 hours. 80 hours. hours. After 80 hours. For 80 two weeks. 80 hours a week. For, it's, it was for two weeks. It was 80, 80 hours. If you didn't make the 80 hours in those in two, two weeks. In two week chunks. And so if yeah. you could work 60 hours one week, 20 hours the next week. You would get overtime pay. But that's not realistic. You can't work 60 hours one week and then 20, like, you know. Um, so to make it for a 40-hour base week instead of an 80-hour base two week, mm -hmm. which is ridiculous. Um, and have to stay, uh, and if you have to stay allotted your past schedule time for overtime pay as well. Um, and then if working under the minimum number shifts, uh, additional 15 minute paid break. And then as far as the shops demands go, uh, $15 base starting rate, uh, which would replace the $8 starting rate, a juicer raise at a standardized 0.75 cent raise. Uh, MOD raise at a dollar, shop coverage um, standard at 75 cents, uh, no lowered wage hours to compensate, um, and then for the evaluation raises, input from ASM to factor in for raises because ASMs don't have any input on raises whatsoever. It's only management that makes that decision. Uh, time frame is okay. And then uh, standard 75 cents every six months on top of the bonuses. Uh, get rid of manager bonus incentive uh, based on reducing labor hours, which honestly I think that was actually debunked. I heard that that was a rumor spread by one of the managers that they actually did get more money based off labor hours for cutting people short. Um, so, they spoke about that in the meeting. They worded it differently. Okay, they did? Yeah, they do that. Okay. Never mind. We'll take that back. Uh, Bonus of $50 per month for every month worked between March 2020 and April 2021 for the hazard pay not received during the pandemic. Uh, and then the transparency, as well as uh, continual approval of managers for every three months, two to thirds by the workers, uh, specific trainer shifts for juicer and MOD, and then better working conditions to fix in old shops, including hiring more maintenance people that aren't friendship-based hires. Mm. <clears throat> we haven't even talked on the waste, the eco-mismanagement. That's not even a part of this strike, yo. But the fact that they use loving and new age philosophical ideology to fucking exploit human life, pouring gallons of juice down the drain when there are people standing around saying, I'll take that juice home. If we're, and they're like, nope, we have to dump it out. That's a policy that they enacted at the warehouse, is no one takes home extra <clears throat> juice. Yeah, we used to be able to I spent juice. half of my time as a production manager policing that people weren't taking juice home. And all the managers are basically just a form of cop. And I did not start working at Juiceland to be a police officer. Yeah, to be a juice cop. And that's all I was in my management roles. And that broke my heart, metaphorically speaking. I um, asked a friend of mine that works there if I could still get a job there. And I was like, because no one would remember me. You should. And they were like, no, should. they have a file on everyone. But you, <laughs> should, I was like, oh. you should fucking apply, dude, because that would make for some fucking amazing prank calls. <laughs> Work in there? <laughs> All I'm saying is they hire back other people. Yeah. They're so. I spent half of my time as an MOD at the shops training, retraining, 
fucking watching the person I just poured my heart into training leave after a week because we only got $30 of tips at loop per day versus $90 at bar, mm -hmm. you know? And yeah, the numbers are different, but loop, it. someone in the original meeting from the pro team worked in the shops and then went to pro and made the beautiful observation that all of the brown and black people, most of the brown and black people, if they're not put in the dungeon of the warehouse, they're put on the east side of 35. Mm -hmm. And those tips are categorically lower. I, I, I put in requests because I'm a fucking badass worker. I was on time. I didn't steal. They were like, I put in requests to switch to shops that made more tips because I wanted to make some bank, yo. And I was told time and time again, we need you at this shop, Susa. You're sorry. You, we need you at this shop. You're so valuable to this shop. Like, you're really doing amazing work here, you know? And I'm like, cool, can I have a raise? No, mm -hmm. you know? It's like, so the, the badass people that work really hard, they fucking manipulate them into feeling guilty about trying to go to another shop to make more money, and it's fucking bullshit. Yeah, I mean, like, I saw one, one story from middle management there, and she was saying something like, you know what? My friends work at Juiceland. And it's like, I made most of my best buddies working at Juiceland. You know what I mean? They hire fun, cool, fucking kind people, right? Exactly. People that will, that will hang out and have a good time, and then they pay them nothing. <laughs> yeah. And they trick them. They say things like, yeah, we can get you, you know, 30 hours a week, and then you don't get that, you know? I'll see you guys later. You guys call me because let's just hang out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for yeah, coming I'll by. See you guys later. Hell yeah. Um, and then they, they play you, right? They play you and they say, oh, we'll get you 30 hours. And they just fucking don't, right? Mm -hmm. And then yep. they say, oh, well, you can work at multiple shops. And then it's like, oh, but I have to go pick up ships. Yeah. I have to go find ways to get that. And it's like, okay, so all my time is not, if I'm not working, I spend my time trying to find ways to work more. It's wild. Yeah, and I experienced that personally. Like, my first starting was I was only offered two shifts a week. One was an on-call. Mm -hmm. So I had to make other ways of making ends meet. And I experienced favoritism a lot with that manager, and they favored a lot of the other people at the shop, and I was a lot newer. So <clears throat> I felt like I couldn't really ask them certain things, so I would have to ask my regional, and then my regional would be like, well, you have to ask your manager, and blah, 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 you know? And it was a lot of nagging, but they finally like were like, okay, we'll open up your schedule to other shops so you can go pick up more shifts. And then that manager also didn't want me juicing. Like, Why? For no, don't know, for the favoritism. Like I was told one night when I was working with one of the uh, employees that had been there for a while, uh, they went up to them and were like, hey, um, if it gets really busy tonight, you think I can train someone on juicing? And they were like, yeah, of course, but don't get, don't get them to do it. You know, specifically like talking about me, don't get them to go juice and help you out. And <clears throat> that holds me back because that's a raise. Yeah, juicers you know? make more. Juicers make more. Person. Exactly. Yeah, you cashier. work more hours, mm -hmm. you get more tip out, you know? So that's holding me back in my career and making money. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like uh, another Juice Land employee was just here saying that like there is this uh, 
there's this thing that managers should do where it's like I want to build up a person to be a good worker and teach them about how to you know spend time responsibly and be good at this job but instead managers role as juice land is just to police and punish workers to ensure that they're not stealing to ensure they're not doing time theft uh so it, it seems like consistently you find to ensure they're not black yes yeah, to ensure <laughs> yeah. they're not black to sure yeah 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 uh, you have a antistic, antagonistic relationship with the manager instead of one where they're, you know, yeah. see, meeting you shoulder to shoulder, welcoming or helping or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever that may look like. Mm-hmm. You know? Man, so what, 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 what is a successful outcome to the strike look like for y'all? Uh, that Juiceland takes its accountability and our demands get met, and we all are able to comfortably go back to work do you honestly. think that's something that can happen at this point since they've kind of been dishonest with you and shows you the guys that they'll say one thing and do another be very pr in their relationship with dealing with the striking workers well first they're not very good at pr um, yeah they're trying though right they, they're trying but they're making themselves look even worse especially if you know what to look for um they're just proving so many things um for me the first thing would be to acknowledge the brown and black employees who started this. They are right now actively trying to erase us, and I believe silencing women. And that's where it begins. Because, it, the, you know, we all had these stories, and the racism part was a big part um, for us at the warehouse. But coming with the shops to hear how, to, to hear the stories everywhere, and for them to hear how bad it gets in the warehouse. Um, it, it's much bigger than just the pay. It's about how we are treated, and especially, particularly when you, you promote yourself as somewhere that is inclusive and diverse. And it's, it can be for some white people, for people who are, you know, <laughs> funny enough, the people who are not of color uh, within the LGBTQIA community, um, women, to a certain, unless you continue to like aid in the delusion that they like to feed people, then you you can't really work there peacefully um so yeah i think and to be willing to work with the shop people to um raise their pay to an appropriate level i mean they really actually thought we were stupid enough to think that wasn't that their wording was that's something yeah. that people people are like oh well juice lane can't afford to and it's like i've had shifts where it's me and one other person working and i've made 150 smoothies you know what i mean and each one costs ten dollars mm-hmm. they can't afford <laughs> they that t- hour they can't pay me fifteen dollars yeah. for making that much value. And they rose are they they met the pros pay, pay, pay for the million people who like to comment and never never mention the race. They men, they met the pay demands of seventeen dollars an hour. Did they address the black mold? Uh, three to four three to four hours. They they pretended to be shocked, pretended to be shocked every time we mentioned it and went into detail, which I did forget to mention earlier. One, I would like to say that I usually have a cough. A lot of us are usually high coughing and stuff. Um, like pretty much, like I, I always thought it was allergies. I haven't coughed at all like in a week. Because I haven't, you I haven't, haven't ha- been down there in the black I'm, hole. I don't think. I think it's because I haven't been in, in the warehouse. I haven't been coughing at all, and I usually have like bad allergies and like I'm coughing like all the time. Like not like coughing like horrible, but like just like I always have some kind of cough going on. And I haven't noticed that. I haven't. I noticed I haven't had one in like a week. But um, yeah, we mentioned a couple of instances where like because there's a lot of moisture in there, we have to do the walls every once in a while. And it's like kind of a, I don't know what material it is, but we, you can take off like the wall, like redo it. 
Yeah, um, it's the cheap plastic stuff you throw yes. up at restaurants and kitchens and shit. Yeah, and yeah, there was black service industry worker would know it. And there was black mold behind that. Yeah. Um, and there's actually a drain in the middle of the floor that, like, we have multiple drains. Uh, there's a drain in the middle of the floor that you cannot clean or you cannot open. We've opened it once before to try to clean it, and we all had to leave the room because the smell was so disgusting. And they've actually done, we've actually, like, our outlet has been messed up a, a, a few times. Like, it's pretty common for it to be messed up within the dish pit, a little room for the dishes in there. And they'll just get an extension cord and run it, like, either above the sink or, like, kind of around the sink. And it's, like, constant moisture in there. And it's constantly wet, like it's always wet in there. So to run an extension cord in there to plug in the dishwasher and not care about us, not care about anything, how that might, what might happen with that. Um, so that's in reference to the dishwasher demand. When you guys said new dishwasher, it's not just the dishwasher isn't doing a good job. You have a, like a we have an extension cord running through a wet room to power that dishwasher. to power the dishwasher. They don't care. Yeah. Um, God, what else was there? There was something else. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot, <laughs> and this is and unfortunately we couldn't we haven't been able to get someone from kitchen to be with us because there's also some more I've heard about kitchen. Um, so no one would, from kitchen is striking, uh, but no, drivers are striking. There, yeah, no, there there are a few from kitchen that are um, a couple from kitchen have yeah. been striking, no but no one. Yeah, kitchen. but no to be represented in the a lot of them. Yeah, a lot of them are Spanish Spanish speaking too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we've been having to translate. And uh, really, they keep us in the basement. Yeah, there. yeah. Essentially, it's crazy that like Juiceland has this public image of like we are like the hippy dippy, feel good, be grateful. Half of our profits from this smoothie goes to some like uh, nonprofit or whatever. But then they do tactics that are like classic factory owner tactics, where it's like we keep our workers separated, we don't let them communicate with each other. Oh yeah, yeah. we we yeah. want them in different departments, thinking and doing different things. Oh yeah, like that's a that's a classic tactic to make sure workers can't organize. But like before this, I honestly did not like people at shops. I didn't know them, so I was like, I hate people at shops because <laughs> I only had met like managers who wouldn't even like acknowledge our existence, who like walk past us, wouldn't even look at us. So I assumed that all people from the shops were like that, and it wasn't until this week that I, I think I've met I've made like a lot of friends. And um, a lot of more cool white people than I thought that they were actually in Austin. Because honestly, all the white people I met at Juiceland were not very nice, except for a couple of people who were like an exception to that. And I was like, oh, I guess, you know, it's, there's not as many as horrible white people as I thought. There's actually some pretty good white people here. Wow. But yeah. So, being a white guy, I love to hear winning people over. I, there's nothing better than hearing <laughs> yeah. like a brown or black person being like, you know what? I met some cool white people. Why you always go, yes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah wow thanks for not being a racist <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah give me an award <laughs> oh man man so you, you have people from kitchen representing it now because i saw you guys are posting on the instagram there's spanish posts now too yes. yeah and i was wondering i was like is there enough spanish-speaking people working at juice land but it's the kitchen uh, i think uh, something we really wanted to push that we've been talking about lately we were really trying to get that through because even if it's just one person who might speak spanish at juice land like that might be their primary language. We want to make sure that they see it and they're able to understand it. Because we want everyone to be included in this. We want everyone to know that this is, even if you're not striking, like you're still included in this. Yeah, it's about everybody. Yeah. It's to benefit everybody. Mm-hmm. It is, ultimately. You see, I mean, you know, some of the, the uh, people that aren't striking are even very anti-strike, saying that it's hurting people. That's like the, the common line that I've seen in like, you know, honestly, like 21 year old chicks is they get on their Instagram and they say, I've seen like three or four posts where they're like, this 
is actually hurting me because you're boycotting Juice Land. And then I always see someone respond being like, well, we're fighting for everyone. We're not even telling you not to work. What do you guys say about that? Because I don't see, like, it's mostly on, like, you know, people's stories where they're saying, ah, I don't, I think the Juice Land strikes bad and I work here, you know? Yeah. Uh, In my opinion, I feel like they're just misinformed because HQ has tried to roll out this narrative that they are meeting all these demands, that they are doing everything that they can to push all of this and... It's just a lack of uh, narrative for them and fear of uh, money for not striking, you know? Uh, It's an individual right, you know? It's ultimately your decision. If you don't want to do it, don't fucking do it. Like, it's, it's not like we're forcing you. It's not like we're pressuring you. We're not trying to do any of that. We just want this to benefit. And I feel like that is kind of like, it's, it's a little stupid because uh, Juice Land should have just been paying us better this entire time. You know, if you're struggling now, it's because you're not getting tipped well enough. And that's that's where it lies. Like the base pay is still eight dollars an hour and we have to rely on tips just to make ends meet. So, yeah, that's that's where I stand on it. So same pretty much with everything as far as people who like anyone who can. If we understand, there's people at the warehouse who have to stay, and we told them from the beginning, like we know you have to stay. Don't every, don't even think about, like giving it a second thought or feeling bad ever, because there are reasons. Whether it's like people need to ha- keep their maintain their health insurance, people have like children to feed, they have to like, they have their reasons, and I would never want someone to feel pressured into doing this, um, if unless they, I mean, if if they couldn't do it, um, for whatever reason that is, that for that. For the people commenting, I find it very interesting that through every single comment, almost all of them, never do they mention the racism or the sexual harassment. So for the people commenting directly, it's because they're anti-black specifically, because the main one is about a black person. They're anti-black, and they don't mind silencing women. Um, all those people who are trying to comment and say that, that's what—that's the truth to me. Because there's a specific, specific reason why you're not acknowledging that. Because you don't want to get called out on that. Mm-hmm. You're only like, oh, these are some entitled people. It's a bunch of white people co-opting a movement. But also, if anyone looks at that Instagram, you'll notice that anything involving with race, there's far less comments. The Spanish one, there's no comments. The uh, which isn't race really, but just a different language in English. Uh, I'm not gonna get in the whole discussion. Um, but the one with the post about. Um, the posts with the stories, there are not as many comments and every comment, I think there's only one comment that acknowledges the racist story. None of them ever do that. The one where pro is, um, pro makes a statement, not as many comments as any of the other one because they're, they're going around something. They're trying to avoid discussing it because they don't want to acknowledge their own anti-blackness, which, I mean, I wish people would because then you could move forward, honestly, just accept reality. But that's, that's yeah. Sorry, that, no, no, no that's, that to me is like, Another, it's a, to me, that's, people re- leaving those comments, that's why. And we see you also. Like we see, we've grown up with people like that. We've known you your whole lives. People who are very like performative. They love to have Black Lives Matter in their bio or and like post some stuff about whatever's going on in the world. But then and like pretend like they care. But the truth is, you don't. 
You're just trying to get your money or your good manager position. Yeah. You want Juiceland to think you're cool because then you might be able to buddy-buddy and, and jump up into HQ. They like Juiceland because it represents them. Not for yeah. the people who need the work, but the people who are like trying to actively go out and comment and like make it sure it's bad. Also, like we know there's fake accounts. We see you. and We know who you are. I'm not going to name your name. Crazy the puppet accounts that have been Yeah, on and it's hilarious. I'm like, we know who you page. are, man. Yeah. We know who you are. Yeah. Um, I got blocked by an old friend of mine because she was posting a bunch of very anti-striker stuff and just saying stuff I felt like were lies. And so I like yeah. replied, and I didn't say like the nicest shit, but I didn't say like I didn't insult her directly. But I was very like, "This is bullshit." You know, it's bullshit. You yeah. know what Juiceland's like. Mm-hmm. And she sent back at first this very like, "Sounds like you have hate in your heart." Like, oh, I see. I hate when they do that. Sounds yeah. like you need they love in your heart, that. and that's when I was like, "Okay, you fucking idiot." Yeah. Like, okay, I, you fucking mindless I hate idiot. Try to get this through your wet it's like, brain, <laughs> smooth ass mind, brain the worst idiot. Thing ever. <laughs> And like, yeah. literally, it's like, this is just about making a livable wage. And also like, it's just about being able to, like, we got to deal with all this crap, all this fucking shit. Maybe yeah. let me say it right. Um, outside of work. Like, if I told you what would happen within this one week alone outside of work, like, we got to deal with this outside of the world. Like, at least if, if you want to claim to be a safe space for people, then make it a safe space, a real safe space. Because... I mean, in this week alone, someone made trans. Someone we were just like hey, we were outside of a taco truck, and someone yelled something transphobic, and then called a black person the n-word. Um, there's already that's a, just existing. That's option. just simply existing here. Yeah. There was another person who got called an n-word because they were there with their friends, and they were the only black person in that group. Like oh, the day before this happened, everything happened. Like and then ha. <laughs> oh, I don't, there's a there was a at the rally yesterday. There was a really creepy man who definitely knows them, who was staring so like such a predator at one of the girls and then staring aggressively at the men. And it's like, this is what happens on a daily basis for people. The least you can do is make a safe space. And living with, livable wages is one where we can actually like survive. But it's also, it's like, don't pretend to be a safe space for people when you're not. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I don't think it's radical or out there to be like black and brown people should deserve to feel safe at their work it's not even radical even if it was even if that is like an out there idea juice land pretends to be that women deserve to be feel feel safe at their at their job if you make claim to be somewhere that that is a safe space for lgbtqia people qia people then make it a safe space at our warehouse the same person who made the racist comments wanted to say that said that they wanted to go into the shops and yell that there's only two genders we have non-binary people who work at that warehouse who don't even feel comfortable like who hey, they should they shouldn't have to go around it hey this is my pronouns that's juiceland's job they literally put it in their thing like what are your pronouns our manager didn't know that one of the one of the people um went by they and them for like a, for a month until I think I, until I mentioned it, because I saw them in something for Juiceland, and they're like, what? And then they, they finally knew. I'm like, you didn't even bother looking at, at any of that stuff? But that's information that you give your man. This is the type of job, for listeners, this is the type of job where they literally ask that when you start yeah, up. so they can... Like, it's not yeah. like this is even like, oh, but the manager had no idea. There's no excuse there. Like, no. the manager is part of a, a, a fake company culture where they're inclusive towards people that do want to go by they, them. And, towards yeah. non-binary people. Yes. But then in action, it's just another person being like, oh, I didn't know. And it's like, actually, yeah, it's like you, you guys took steps so you would know intentionally. That yeah, was a part of what you do. are supposed to know. That yeah. is part of your job. And then you have someone who is making, who not only makes violent comments, like the one I said earlier, but is all making comments about there's only two genders because they think it's somehow funny makes it a violent makes it a very uncomfortable possibly violent situation within our workplace uh, for lgbtqia people and you don't care 
Like you don't care at all. I think there's some a trans person that I've met who worked at the shops and they had said something about like um, just wanting to like know like hey if someone ever wants ever says anything transphobic in the shops, like what do I do? And I think it was like what what can I do? Like what am I allowed to say to them? And I think they were just kind of like nothing. Like they were like you, they ha we have to serve them or something basically. Yeah. And it's disgusting. And I think it's just like you're using people to make yourself look better. You're not. You're not. Uh, until that guy who came to the rally yesterday, I am. Yeah, I know who you are. We knew who you were, and you're a creep. And uh, it makes sense. You're a creep. Someone that's friends with Juiceland people, who's a creep, came and mugged y'all at a pro Juiceland uh, rally. I'm. I don't know. Maybe. But that's what a, it he felt was a like. creep. Yeah. He was definitely a creep. Uh, and then he, he walked away whenever he was like, "I just can't believe that racism thing. I just don't understand." And he kept trying to talk in circles. He used a lot of language that sounded very similar to the emails. But whenever I said that nobody could believe that Bill Cosby would do that would do that stuff to women, which by I mean rape, uh, those women or actually sorry, some people might not like that word, but like uh, to do that all that do that stuff to all those women, because he was such a family man and he had a show that appealed to families and like was people everybody knew Bill Cosby, but he did do it and then uh, he walked away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. P powerful people can just do whatever they want and mm -hmm. then pay for the consequences instead of face them. I think Cosby's a good example of that. I think one of the questions is fucking are the owners of Juiceland, are they going to be that type of person? Because, I mean, when you have money, it's pretty easy to just buy people's opinion, right? Absolutely. Do you well, think that Juiceland is just going to start paying a PR company to try to make strikers look like shit or try to make them, sell, make them look better? What do you think that Juiceland's move here, if it, isn't go, if it isn't work with striking workers, what are their options? I'm not sure. Um, to be honest, I still think when we were in that moody meeting, there were some people who were willing to work with us. So I guess that's, I hope they understand what that means. But there are some people who are willing to work with us for sure. Um, it, it's really, really, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what, I, I mean, I hope they, I really do hope that this can move forward with Juiceland because it's really not hard to say that I don't hate women and I'm not racist and, uh, you know, I'm making a safe space, safe space for the people that I claim that I'm making a safe space for. I mean, if you're saying it, you should be able to do it. And mm -hmm. it's it's just not like how hard is it to literally just be like, there are like you could there are brown and black people here. Like that's literally like we're asking that to, we ask you to acknowledge that we're here and we started this, and you can't even do that. Yeah, well, I, I think it's pretty obvious why they won't acknowledge why brown and black people started the strike. I think that's pretty. It's they are already on this narrative that mm -hmm. people striking are entitled. That's like a, yeah. that's something that's important to Juiceland and Juiceland middle management is that, oh, the strikers are entitled. Even if you're mm -hmm. saying, yeah, well, we're the brown and black workers working in the basement like, of black mold with electricity storming through the fucking uh, extension cord to the dishwasher through the wet, dirty basement. And they're like, yeah, that's entitled. Yeah, we're entitled to be treated like human beings mm -hmm. and have like decent working conditions and a livable wage. How, like, how entitled... Like, how entire are we? Like, people keep, like, I've seen a couple comments like that, which they don't mention the racism ever or the sexual harassment. And it's like, uh, sorry, like, sorry, I want to be treated like a decent human being, like, at work. Like, that's like, what, what about that? Like, yes, I'm entitled to that. I think everyone is entitled to that. Treat that like it's a ludicrous idea. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's a, yeah. Man, is there anything you guys want to close on? Anything you guys want us to know about the movement, about the strike, about your goals, about what Juiceland is doing, about what people can do to support y'all? Yeah, I mean, if people want to support, uh, we have a GoFundMe for the strikers that we have set up. Link is in our Instagram at Juiceland Workers Rights. At Juiceland Workers Rights. Yeah. yeah. 
And you guys can give money to the GoFundMe. It's going to go to striking workers? Absolutely. Yes. Fully funded for striking workers. Anybody who has striked will be receiving those funds. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. You know what? Do you guys have anything else? Is that it? Stop pretending to... Stop putting Black Lives Matter in your bio and really hating black people. Yeah. Black That's Lives pretty Matter. Much it. It's really not that hard. It's, murdered, it's really, right? really yeah. easy. Yeah. It just don't do it. <laughs> People, especially like these type of liberals, they have like Black Lives Matter and it's like, you mean the yeah. hashtag name you learned, not like black people in your life. Yeah. Not like black literally. people you interact yeah, with. You mean that, a that's black man that's have. already been killed. That matters to you. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's yeah. exactly what it is. That's the yep. thing. When people say Black Lives Matter, it's always like, no, no, no. You have a name in your head that you know matters, mm-hmm. but the rest of them around you interact with, they don't matter to you, bro. No. Yeah. Because that person that you that matters to you now is the same person that you would cross the street of, uh, you would cross the street when you see them walking towards you. Mm-hmm. So, no, just stop pretending. To, just say you're racist and get it over with. <laughs> you're, yeah. Just say you're racist and you don't mind suppressing women's voices and get it over with. Like, just do it. It's, your life will probably be a lot better because then you can hang out with those people too. And be Republican, even though Republican or Democrat doesn't really matter. That's a whole other rant. Uh, yeah. yeah, yes. Little um, management saying that the Republicans are the reason that Juice Land doesn't pay y'all yeah. is wild because it's like, wait, so if they're getting good pay cuts or if they're getting good tax cuts for the Republicans, aren't they more likely to pay y'all? Shouldn't you say, let's keep Republicans in so Juice Land can make more money so their employees can get bored? Right. <laughs> Oh, d- really? That's what I heard mm. from so people. Were pla- but that was like people passing flyers around saying that. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, I think that... I heard a little piece of goss off mic. All right. 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 But um, thank you so much for being here. Uh, you know, the Fart Locker is 100% with y'all on this movement. Um, anytime y'all want to come on the pod, even if it's day 365 on the strike... Uh, we'll still be here in the, in the fart locker, keeping the bunker down. Hell yeah. Yeah. We love you. Yeah. Appreciate y'all so much. Really. Of course. Yes, yeah. This is Live or die for the strike of Juice Land. I saw the first thing I saw, I was like, I would do anything for this strike. Like I saw that and I was like, Juice Land striking about fucking time. There's been times in my life where I've done Molly with teens. There's been times in my life that I did Molly with tweens. I could go to the fest and do Molly with them. The music festivals that are filled with sin.